What's up, guys? Uh, Cam and Mason. What's up, people? And Courtney. Hey, guys. Are back at it again. And uh, this week, it's our SEC West football preview. The actual good conference. <laughs> yeah, the good, the good division of the conference here. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be breaking down every single team like we did last week. But also, as an addition, we'll have our own individual previews of our favorite teams. So Courtney and Mason will probably tag team a preview of Alabama, and then I'll do my own preview of LSU after, you know, I'll be doing a preview of Bama. One of them will be doing a preview of LSU. So get uh, one kind of a non-bias look at the teams, and then, of course, you'll get your bias, our bias thoughts afterwards because, I mean, what else are we going to do? We all know you're very biased. Yes, you are. I am biased. <laughs> You're right. I am. But listen, it's okay. Because <laughs> yeah. you guys are biased too. So get out of here. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so yeah, we'll be doing that. And then, of course, uh, we'll be doing our – and if there's any sleeper teams that we think are in the West or any overrated teams in the West. And then uh, we'll finish it off with buy or sell. Some of the guys – do you guys have any – Things yeah. on buy and sell. You have some. Okay, cool. They're not so, buy and sells, but they are questions. I want they to are questions. Okay, cool. So we got that. Um, you know, breakout players, sleeper players, and Heisman potential players in the West. We'll do our uh, predictions of the standings, of course. Yeah. Spoiler and, alert. Uh, yeah, and then guys, football starts Saturday. Woo woo. Florida and Miami play in Orlando, so you'll get our pick for that game as well. It's been a long wait. It has been a long wait. So, gear up. It's probably going to be a super long podcast, but I don't know what else you're going to be doing, so might as well just listen (laughs) to us ramble. So, we will get it started off with Mason this week, and he is going to preview Arkansas. So, starting it off, I have the powerhouse Arkansas Razorbacks, who are going to be fighting for last place in the West. There's really not much to say about Arkansas. Uh, they're very young at receiver. They're going to be starting a freshman and a sophomore, and then they also have a senior starting. So um, returning a couple guys on the offensive line, and then they have a their senior quarterback, Ben Hicks. What can he do with the offense? They also have Raheem Boyd, who starred in Last Chance U. So he's a pretty solid running back. Um let me see where it is. Looking at it, they were ranked 108th on the defensive side last year. So there's really not much to say about Arkansas because they're just so bad. But looking at their schedule, they might have three or four wins in there against Portland State, Colorado State, San Jose State, and Western Kentucky. And that's about maybe. it. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe yeah, Western definite, Kentucky. Definite maybes. But then – the game that you have to circle on their schedule is week two against Ole Miss because that's the only SEC game they could possibly that's win. That's literally going to be the battle of who's going to be last in the SEC. It's, it's fight for the last <laughs> place. So you have to circle that game on their schedule if you're going to because, I mean, there's just not, nothing else to say about Arkansas. They're just trash. Really, they're trash. So is that it? That, that's all I've got. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's really all I've got. That's that pretty quick. So Next, we got Courtney with Mississippi State. So, Mississippi State did pretty well last year. They went 8-5. and five. Um, 
And then their only losses were to Kentucky, Florida, LSU, and Alabama, um, some of the better SEC West teams last year. Um, so MSU had some very inconsistency in their offense mostly. Um, they had Nick Fitzgerald, who was okay at throwing. Um, they relied more on their running game last year. So um, with him gone, spoiler alert, Nick Fitzgerald is gone. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the offense uh, kind of bounces back from that. Um, and just uh, so Mississippi State, so they had a lot of players leave, like Jeffrey Simmons, Montez Sweat, Gary Green, Jamal Peters, Nick Fitzgerald, and Eros Williams. And they even lost some of their coaches. Uh, they lost a good bit of coaches, like their running back coach, Charles Huff. He went to Alabama, I believe. Their uh, defensive line coach, Brian Baker, I believe he went to Alabama as well. Their offense uh, their uh, offense coach, Luke Jetsy, I think he went to the Packers. He went somewhere in the NFL. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the coaching staff gets uh, this year. So some big returnees are Darrell Williams, Kylan Hill, uh, Keonton Thompson, and Stephen Gurdry, if I'm saying that right. Um, so, a big guy to watch out for this season is a Penn State transfer, Tommy Stevens, for quarterback. Um, I believe that uh, they will use him quite a lot because Stevens actually played for Moorhead for two seasons while he was at Penn State. So, it'll be interesting to see uh, St Tommy Stevens at quarterback um, this season. Uh, last year, MSU defense led the country in yards per play allowed, so they didn't really lose a whole heck of a lot on defense. So it'll be, I, be, I believe that uh, their defense is going to be really good. Um, they were really good last year. That was what made them really great, in my opinion, is their defense. Um, so they lost, they lost some linemen, but the, de the, but the defense is so built and has depth. So I believe that... Um, their defense will be really good this year. So looking at their schedule, get it pulled up here. They have the Raging Cajuns in New Orleans. They have the Southern Miss Golden Eagles uh, at home, Kansas State at home, Kentucky at home, uh, Auburn at Auburn, so that might be a difficult game. Um, Tennessee at Tennessee, uh, LSU at home, Texas A&M uh, at College Station, so that's probably going to be a difficult game knowing how College Station is, how loud they get. Uh, Arkansas at Arkansas. Uh, they have two bye weeks, so that'll be interesting. Um, they have Alabama at home, and then they have Al the Abilene Christian. I've never heard of them before. Abilene at home, Ole Miss at home. And then possibly the SC championship is kind of in their schedule just in case. So um, looking at their schedule, they got a lot of home games, which is going to be in their favor. Uh, the only difficult ones that I see are going to be Auburn at Auburn. And then LSU is going to be a difficult one. They have them at home, but LSU is just gonna, probably going to be really good this year. Um, they have Texas A&M at College Station. I think that's going to be a difficult game for them as well. Um, they have Alabama. Um, and I see, I see the rest of their, the teams that they play as wins. So I think Mississippi State's going to actually be pretty good this year. It's going to be interesting to see what the new quarterback can do for their offense. All right. Thanks, Courtney, for that um, preview of Mississippi State. So now it is my turn 
and I have Alabama this week. So uh, yeah, start off from last year. They went 14 and one, eight and zero in the SEC. They were the SEC champions, beating Georgia in the championship game. Um, <clears throat> and then you know, of course, they lost to Clemson in the national championship game. Uh, key wins for them last year was against LSU, 29 to nothing. Mississippi State, 24 to nothing. They beat Georgia 35 to 28 and Oklahoma 45 to 34, which is a lot mainly their key wins of their season last year. And of course, their one loss was to Clemson, 44 to 16. Uh, personnel losses that they had uh, on defense was uh, their star nose tackle and Quentin Williams, uh, their middle linebacker Mac Wilson and uh, safety Deontay Thompson. All three of those guys were big keys in their defense last year, were all leaders on each of the three levels um, for them. So those are kind of really big losses for them. On offense, they lost two running backs, uh, Damian Harris and Josh Jacobs. Uh, both are really big losses. I think Josh Jacobs personally was the best out of the three running backs last year that played between Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, and Najee Harris. Yeah. I mean, he was just explosive and ridiculous. So I think he should have gotten more carries personally. Um, and then they lost uh, their starting left tackle in Jonah Williams and their center, Ross uh, Piersbacher. Yeah. Is that how you say it? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, and he has been – it's something. I think it's Pierre Baker. It might be. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, he apparently had started four straight national championships or something crazy like that, or four straight SEC championships. So he's been there forever, so that's going to be a key spot to replace for Bama because it's the center, and that's like the quarterback of the offensive line having to make all the calls. So that will be uh, interesting to see how uh, that's replaced. Um, it's freaking Alabama. Okay, they're going to be good. They're always good. Okay, They haven't been bad. Take right there. They haven't been bad since Nick Saban's first year going, what, 6-6? Six and six? Is that yeah. what it was? 6-6. Mm-hmm. Um, Losing to Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, that was great. I was at that, that game. Was, Louisiana that Monroe. Yep. I, 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 was version of Troy. I listened to that game on the radio. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, so um, they're going to be good. Now, how good, we'll have to see. Um, they're, of course, per usual, their season doesn't start till November. So they have, like, all of these preseason games in September and October just to get ready for the gauntlet of LSU, Auburn, Mississippi State, and then potentially SEC Championship, potentially playoff. So they literally don't play anybody. And don't you dare say Mason and talk about Duke. <laughs> I thought okay? you said South Carolina was going to be good this year. What's up with that? Listen, it doesn't matter. Okay, they're real <laughs> What's season. What's up with that? I said they're going to be good, but they're not going to be on the level of LSU or Mississippi State this year, I don't think. Okay? They're going to, like... That's fair. If Bama's going to lose a game, it's going to be in November. It's not going to be before then. If they do lose a game in September, October, the only game I might see them losing is maybe against Texas A&M. But I'll talk about that a little bit later whenever I get into their schedule. Um, So, you know, they're going to run the score up on everybody in September and October, like they did last year. Of course. So, Tua has to stay healthy for them to win a championship. Because if he doesn't, you got what? Who is it? Mac Jones that's behind him, or yeah, Talia, his little brother, possibly. Yeah. So they're not going to win a national championship because they don't have Jalen Hurts as the backup this year. R.I.P. Um, and then their secondary has to stay healthy because was it 
Trayvon Diggs that got hurt last year. Yeah. And maybe did they have one other injury there, or was that mainly linebackers that got injured? Uh, it was just linebackers. Linebackers. So, like, really their defense has to stay healthy. Uh, but the secondary especially, because the secondary is going to be the strength of the defense this year, I think, because um, they have a lot of people returning um, other than Deontay Thompson, but they'll have a solid safety back or replacing him. Um, and so Raquan Davis, Dylan Moses, and Anthony Jennings have to have strong years in the front seven for them to be successful as they normally are on defense. Yeah. Like all three of them. It can't just be one of them has a big year and the other or two of them. Like all three because Anthony Jennings has to be great at rushing the passer. Dylan Moses has to be great as the leader in the middle. And Raekwon Davis has to be disruptive. Maybe not as disruptive as Quinn and Williams, but he has to be pretty disruptive as, yeah, as a normal Jonathan Allen um, kind of guy that's real solid and can make plays. He might not be as dominant as him or Quinn and Williams, but he has to be. He has to have a really solid year for them to be dominant as they have been in past Nick Saban defenses. Um, so depth might be an issue on the defensive line um, as it's kind of they have good starters. Um, they have a lot of young players backing them up though so we'll have to see if those players develop and how they look because I think another issue of the last year's team was depth on the D-line uh, with either injuries or just guys just didn't step up the way that they that people expected them to yeah <clears throat> so the depth has to be there for Bama again to to win a championship um and then they also have of course two big pieces to replace on the offensive line um also another question mark for the year will the f- coaching carousel of Alabama assistants have any kind of impact moving forward with the team because they have had they've changed their offensive coordinator this is what the third or fourth time in like five years yeah it feels um, like every year we're getting some new coordinators. They so. have didn't y'all replace your defensive coordinator and some position coaches? So like, yeah, I get like Nick Saban is the head coach. They're gonna be good, but how much of an impact of having new people come in, like Steve Sarkeesian, which I don't even like. I don't think he's that great of a coach. He couldn't get touchdowns in the red zone with the Falcons for two consecutive years. He didn't call a great game for you guys against Clemson in that one championship game that you guys lost. So, not a big fan of him there, but he might do better. Who knows? And then defensive coordinator. I mean, it's Nick's defense, but we'll see how much he actually trusts the defensive coordinator and yeah. and how all these position coaches kind of coach their position groups. Because when you have different coaches every year, they're going to coach differently. So, we'll have to see if that makes any impact at all on, on some of these Alabama reserves mainly. Not so much their their starters, but mainly the reserves, I think. I feel like at some point it's going to have to affect them. It's got to, man. It I mean, it's going to – I know it's going to be affecting their recruiting trail a little bit because I know I read something, and this, this was a little bit ago probably in the spring, of like one of the top receiver recruits decided, yeah, I don't want to go to Alabama because they change the receiver coach every single year. No. So why would I want to go to that? So um, I think it might impact more the recruiting – aspect of it which then will translate to on the field um but man like i get like nick saban is so successful so people want to hire his coaches but he like he needs to have consecutive years with coaches at least to kind of help with that continuity there with that so that might just be something to watch out for yeah um strengths of the team wide receiver quarterback and the defensive backs those are all three going to be the big strengths of the team uh, middle of the road for them is going to be the running backs, offensive line, and possibly D-line. 
they might be great though. And then question marks that I have is the defensive line depth and linebackers because you have to replace two linebackers and Mac Wilson, and on the other side, um, the other outside linebacker position either got to replace or you just have somebody who just didn't really do great last year uh, as a second pass rusher. Um, so you kind of have halfway got guys halfway you don't and Dylan Moses has to really step up this year because he's been okay he had Mac Wilson help him out to cover up a lot of bad stuff he did so yeah and I feel like you see that every year though with the other linebacker there's always like Mac Wilson had Ruben Foster and then like Mac Wilson yeah. took over. So, I mean, it's Dylan, it's Dylan Moses' turn. We'll have to see, though, if he's he really up, up, to, and, up to the challenge yeah. and up to stepping up and everything. Because um, he's been hyped since eighth grade. He's athletic as heck. He's but really can athletic. He actually lead the defense. We'll have It'll to be see. Interesting. He has to not be a head case like he has been. Yeah. Basically, he needs to chill out. I agree. So, uh, schedule uh, Duke, New Mexico, at South Carolina, Southern Miss, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Arkansas, LSU, Mississippi State, Western Carolina, and Auburn. That's a really pathetic out-of-conference schedule, in my opinion. Um, be better in scheduling teams. At least just want to. Like, Duke is your marquee uh, conference. Come on, that's ridiculous. They're awful. Awesome. No, they're not. They're awful. Uh, might as well just schedule a Division Two team. Um, so, to me, I see only two toss-up games for them that I wouldn't sit here and say it's absolute wins, and that's just against LSU and against Auburn because it's at Auburn. Um, if they're going to lose a game before November, the only game I can see them losing is Texas A&M because it's at A&M. Yeah. Um, South Carolina, I said they're going to be good this year. I just don't think they'll be able to beat Bama, so I'm not even going to have that as a toss-up, in my opinion. So, But worst-case scenario for Bama this year, I think they go 10-2 and with losses to LSU and Auburn. Best-case scenario, of course, is undefeated SEC championship, national championship. So we'll see where it goes. But, um, yeah, no season until November yet again. And that's all I got for Bama. So we got Mason again with – LSU. Is this finally when I get to bash on LSU? If you want to, I If guess. I want to. I'm not going to do that. All right, so last year was another basic year for Coach O. 10-3 uh, and three to end the year. Um, y'all finished at the AP poll. In the AP poll, y'all finished at six uh, with losses to Florida, Alabama, and Texas A&M in that ridiculous overtime game. Did you stay up and watch that whole thing? Oh yeah, you did. I, of course I did. It was terrible. <laughs> I'm we won that game like that. three separate times. I'm proud of you for staying up that late. I Why wouldn't I stay up? That. It's my team, bro. You would stay up if it what, was Bama. What time did the game actually end? I don't even like know. Like 11:30 or something like <laughs> Nine that. Nine That's too. ridiculous. Courtney was up too. So, um, so as always, this is another huge year year for Coach O in my opinion because we hit on this a couple weeks ago that. If he has another nine and three season, ten and three season, this could be it for Coach O. He might not be back after this year just because of just being so stagnant and not taking the leap. I think their thing is when will they beat Alabama? When will that win against Alabama finally come and they can get back to SEC and actually start competing for more championships? Um, this year it's going to be questionable. Um, you've got Joe Burrow coming back. And I feel like at that point you're just going to have to – or you're just going to hit like a youth movement because you've got 
Um, Clyde Edwards coming back to probably be the starting running back, but I feel like at some point he's going to lose his job his job to John Emery, the freshman that came in. Um, and then you also have two sophomores at receiver. So what happens with the youth youth movement? Does that actually happen? Will it take place? Um, you've got some guys coming back on the O-line, so the O-line is going to be pretty solid like it always is. But can you run the ball like you have been doing in the past couple of years? And will Joe Burrow be able to have a better season than he did last year? Because last year was actually impressive for Joe Burrow because I think a lot of people kind of expected him to be like that basic um, quarterback that plays at LSU that just hands the ball off and can't ever complete any passes. So Joe Burrow actually impressed some people last year. Can he take that next step under the new offense coordinator, right? Uh, passing game coordinator. Passing game coordinator. He's a receiver scorer. So, can he take that leap like he did last year? Will be interesting to see. Um, but I think you got to go to the defense and look at the star safety that y'all got, Grant Delpit. Probably going to be a top five pick in the draft if he plays Absolutely. like if he plays like he did last year. He'll be a top five pick in the draft. Um, so the I can't think of the word I was about to say. Anyways, the important part of the defense to me is going to be the uh, defense backfield with him leading the way, basically. Um, and then where do you find your pass rush at? Is it going to be on um, the outside linebacker? Or is your defense line going to be able to get some push? It'll be interesting to see because I feel like LSU always has that superstar linebacker that always can take over a game with White last year and Aldrin Key the year before that. So, like, what's going to happen with that? Who is the guy that's going to come up and be the big name and be able to be there next to Grant Delpit? Because if you just have to depend on Grant Delpit to be the guy on defense, then it's going to be a little questionable. Um, So what happens when the offense stutters again like it did last year? Can you rely on that defense um, it'll be interesting to see because last year ended the defense at 26th in the nation, which is pretty solid for most teams because a lot of teams before that are a bunch of garbage D1 teams. <laughs> so, um, and then looking at their schedule, let me find it. Do y'all start with Georgia Southern? Yeah. Wow, so you're hating on my Duke. Yeah, but who, who are we playing the second week? So second week, you got you have Texas. At Texas. Yeah, and then, so this was the interesting one for me. I'll play Northwestern State. Their mascot is the Demons. Yep. It's kind of weird. <laughs> um, so you got Georgia Southern, Texas, Northwestern State, Vandy, Utah State, Florida, Mississippi State, Auburn, Alabama, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Texas A&M. The highlight games right there have to be Texas, Alabama, and then A&M, because you play Auburn and Florida both at home, which should be wins. The Auburn one will be a little questionable, because for some reason, LSU seems to struggle with Auburn a little bit. I don't know why, but it just seems like that. Am I wrong? We struggle with Auburn at Auburn. Auburn hasn't won a game in Baton Rouge <laughs> since 1999. Okay. so I'm wrong, then. I take that back. Hot take. If it, if it was at Hot Auburn, I would agree with you like last year, because <laughs> yeah. we always play terrible at Auburn. Auburn. <laughs> We ended up winning, but when it comes to Auburn playing at LSU, there's just something about it. Like, it's just, hey, just mark it down. It's going to be a win. Okay. So, to me, the biggest the biggest game here is it's got to be Texas. Because if you lose to Texas, then you're going to come back and probably lose to Alabama, which will immediately give you two losses on the season. 
And then you have A&M later in the year as the last game of the season, but it's at LSU. So looking at the schedule, you could easily run the table and only lose one game if you beat Texas. Texas is where LSU has to basically stomp their foot down and make their mark on the season and say, hey, we are actually this good and we are not going to take anything and we're going to run the table. But if you get to that point, it'll be interesting. Um, you think LSU can make it to the playoffs this year? You'll get to my thoughts on LSU. Y'all, your thoughts. Later. Okay, yeah. interesting. All right, so later I'm going to give you a scenario where three SEC teams make it to the playoffs. It could happen. Okay. It could happen. All right, yeah, we'll get there. All right. Previewing now. Stay tuned. That's all I got. All right. Thanks, Mason, for the uh, preview there. Now going over to Courtney with the uh, Texas A&M Aggies. Uh, so big old Jimbo Fisher. He uh, he did pretty well last year. It's his first season, 9-4. Uh, big win was with LSU. Um, the last game of the regular season in seven overtimes. So everybody got to witness the longest – game in football history probably it was like six or seven hours long it was like the longest game in sec history yeah (laughs) i think when it came to like overtimes i think when it came to time it might have been a little bit short actually which is crazy like what game beat that anyways you can keep going uh so texas a&m plays second in sec west which is not bad at all um so texas a&m has some uh holes to fill and running back and tight end and linebacker in the secondary uh, but overall, great players returning. You got Kellen Mond, the quarterback returning. Uh, he was ranked fourth in the SEC in total offense with 3,581 yards. So we, I expect him to make a, a good return this coming up season. I know Cameron has different thoughts on that. but um, <laughs> uh, So while the offense lost their uh, all-star Jay Sternberger, uh, we got freshman Baylor Cup returning uh, to do that position. Um, then we have Trayvon Williams will be replaced with sophomore Deshaun Corbin. Uh, a lot of questions surrounding the defense with a lot of players who were injured last season. So those Texas A&M defense have to stay healthy um, in order for their defense to be really good. Um, the, I think most of them like hurt some ankles and legs. I've Red, so they were out for most of the season so it'll be interesting to see them returning to play this season um so those texas a&m defense have to be um healthy um texas a&m schedule i've read somewhere is probably one of the toughest in the sec west uh so they're starting off with texas state at college station then they have clemson their second game at clemson so that's going to probably be a loss that's a loss um, <laughs> Lamar Cardinals, I'm not sure who they are. Uh, they're at College Station. Auburn at home. Then Arkansas in Ar- uh, in Arlington, Texas. That's interesting. Yeah, they play, they've been playing that at uh, Jerry World for the past, really since I think A&M started being in the SEC. So, yeah, and then fun. you have Alabama at home. Then you have Ole Miss at Ole Miss. Then you have Mississippi State at home. And then you have UTSA, the Roadrunners, at home. Then you have South Carolina at home. And then you have Georgia in Georgia. Then you have LSU at LSU. So their schedule is looking pretty tough with some um, pretty filler teams, I would say, here and there. Like, you know, you have Lamar Cardinals, that's a filler team. And then you have 
um, Ole Miss, then you have UTSA Roadrunners, and then um, you got some pretty tough, uh, Texas a has some pretty tough games ahead of them. Some of them are at home, but most of them are away, like the key ones, like Clemson, and then you have LSU at LSU, and then Georgia at Georgia, so... Their schedule is looking pretty tough, so it'll be interesting. So I think if they beat Clemson, that'll probably be a good start to their season. Um, it'll um, say a lot if they beat Clemson this year. They were close last year, um, but Clemson stepped it up near like the fourth quarter or something like that. Yeah, that was also before Trevor Lawrence took over. Yeah, Clemson. that's yeah. still so, like, right? <laughs> They're completely different. Yeah. So uh, if Texas A&M beats Clemson, who knows? They might have a that might get a good kick in their step, and they can. <clears throat> They can beat out most of these teams that they have clumps under their belt. So it'll be interesting to see. All right, question. Would you rather play Texas A&M schedule or South Carolina schedule? It's pretty much the same, though, right? Yeah, except for A&M's playing the teams in the West when South Carolina plays Yeah, I'd definitely, have, I'd definitely rather South Carolina's schedule than A&M's. Because they both play, like – they both play Clemson, both play uh, Alabama, and both. I keep saying both. <laughs> both play Georgia, and then they both play each other. So, I'd rather South Carolina schedule because um, South Carolina doesn't have to play LSU or Auburn. Or Auburn. Yeah. Texas A&M has to play both of those. So like, that's a tough schedule, man. You also said Gosh. do they play Georgia? Yeah, they play Georgia. Yeah, so like the only team in the East. That people are saying are going to be really good that South Carolina plays that A&M doesn't is Florida. Yeah, but so. I don't. I think South Carolina could beat Florida this year, so I'd much rather South Carolina schedule if we're really going to just compare it. So, what do you think? Would I rather play? Oh, Would I'd, you rather have South Carolina's or Texas A&M schedule? I mean, South Carolina schedule for sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Courtney, for the uh, preview of A&M. And now uh, I'll be doing back-to-back here with Auburn and Ole Miss. So let's start off with Auburn. Uh, last year they went 8-5, and 3-5 and five in the SEC, which was a really disappointing year as they were preseason top 10. Uh, they finished off with a Music City Bowl win against Purdue. They just destroyed Purdue. Um, and a key wins for them last year was against Washington to start off the year 21-16. to uh, They beat A&M 28-24. Those were really kind of their big two big wins on the season. Uh, their losses they had was against LSU, losing 22-21. to They lost to Mississippi State 23-9. to They lost, a, I don't know how they lost, but they lost to Tennessee 30-24. to That was such a great day. <laughs> I was in, we were in Tuscaloosa for that. And you could hear all the famous fans <laughs> screaming because Auburn lost to Tennessee. That was such a great day. Yeah, so, and then they lost to uh, Georgia 27-10. to And, of course, they got beat out by Alabama 52-21. to um, Some key personnel losses that they had. Um, they lost all three of their starting linebackers because they were all our seniors. So that's Deshaun Davis, uh, Montavious Atkinson, and Daryl Williams, and then they lost Dontavious Russell, who's been solid for them on the D-line for the past couple years, and they lost Jamel Dean, who is probably their best cornerback last year on defense. Um, On offense, they're having to replace their starting quarterback and Jarrett Stidham, and then two of their top receivers of Ryan Davis and Darius Slayton. Um, And so Ryan Davis has been at Auburn forever, and Darius Slayton Mm -hmm. was really good. So... um, Got some key spots to replace there. Um, so after a disappointing year last year, um, 
everybody on the offensive line last year returns. They struggled last year. It was really kind of a question mark uh, for them. Just, but everybody on that line returns. Um, and they really got better towards the end of the year, too. Um, their best running back is back, and now he's fully healthy. He really struggled with injuries uh, throughout the year. And uh, uh, Jatavius uh, Whitlow, or Booby Whitlow is what they call him. Um, <clears throat> but they do have to replace their starting quarterback in Jarrett Stidham, who I thought was really solid. He was. Um, I just don't I don't know how well, though, he really fit. The Gus Malzahn system was the only thing. Uh, it might have been, not have been a great fit because he's a, really more of a pocket passer who could run instead of kind of a more of a dual threat guy that uh, Malzahn really likes in his system. And he was at Baylor before that, right? Yeah, he, uh, he, he was destroyed at Baylor, at Baylor because yeah. it was pocket passing system. Yeah, so um, he's gone. So they're having a QB battle to see who's going to you know be the starting quarterback between true freshman uh, Bo Nix, uh, who they really like there, and then I think uh, – and it's Joey Gatewood, who I think is a redshirt freshman, if I'm yeah. if I'm right. Uh, both Two freshman quarterbacks. Yeah, so both are more dual threat guys that are really more fit to run Gus Malzahn's system, uh, to have a real threat as for the quarterback to run the ball. Um, so we'll really have to see, you know, how that goes. Who do you think takes the first snap? Man, I don't know. Uh, but I mean, from what I've read, Bo Nix has really come on of late. Um, I think they'll probably start with Joey Gatewood, though, and then Bowman and Knicks might just take over after, though. You want to put a milkshake on it? No, because I'm not confident <laughs> in that. <laughs> what, you think Bo Nix is going to start? Yeah, I think he will. Okay. Courtney, oh, do you have know. an opinion? I no have opinion. no opinion okay. whatsoever. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the defense is going to be great, though. Like, it has been the past couple of years. Um, they are having to replace all three of their starting linebackers, which isn't going to be easy, but that'll be benefited by the fact that they'll probably have one of, if not the best defensive front in the conference this yeah. year, and one of the best in the nation, because, I mean, they're just stacked there, uh, which is going to be led by uh, Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson, and then pass rusher Nick Coe has uh, led, led them in sacks, I think, last year with seven. Do they have most of their defensive line returning? Pretty much a lot of them, like, most of them are coming back. Yeah. So, like, they're, they, like, I was uh, listening to somebody kind of preview Auburn, and they're confident that they can go three deep on the defensive line. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, their defensive line is going to be legit, uh, which is really going to help out their linebackers as they yeah. kind of get comfortable with, with being out there. Um <clears throat> The only other question mark on that defense is going to be at corner, uh, as they lost their best corner uh, to the draft in uh, Jamel Dean. Uh, so they're going to need Noah uh, Ikbagane to really step up this season. He had kind of an up and down year last year, but I think he'll probably be the top corner for him this year, and he really has to be that way for them to really be successful. But they're going to have one of the top uh, safety duos in the conference uh, with Daniel Thomas and Jeremiah Denson, which is really going to help out their coverage whenever they go zone. Uh, but a lot of times they like to go straight man to man, and then it'll also help out their linebackers and run support with that too. So um, this. When you kind of look at this Auburn team, though, this really has the makings of one of those under-the-radar Auburn teams who comes on really late, really strong. Another one of their miracle teams. Another one of those miracle-type teams. You have their offensive line, everybody on that line returning. Their best running back is coming back, so they can really lean on the running game. Um, They have going to have a dual-threat quarterback who can really hurt people with their legs. 
who's just going to have to get comfortable. And they don't play, like, their three hard, like, two of the three hardest games they have on their schedule are all in November with Georgia and Alabama, whereas LSU is going to be towards the beginning. So, like, they can have that one slip up at the beginning and then still run the table or, like, be really competitive and really dangerous in November. Um, but in order for it to have that year, the offensive line has to be great. Like, they have to be much improved this year for that to happen, um, and they still have to have a solid defense. So um, watch for whoever becomes a starting quarterback to really come on strong at the end of the year for them. Uh, so strengths, obviously, D-line is going to be the strength of this team. Um, middle of the road, I have four things. They're running backs, offensive line, defensive backs, and wide receivers. The wide receivers, they do have some people that are coming back that they're kind of confident with, but it's still going to be kind of hard replacing the um, production of uh, Ryan Davis and Darius Slayton. And then kind of question marks that you have for them. Uh, is their linebackers, how they're going to replace all three of those guys? Uh, and then the quarterback, how is the quarterback going to come along since they haven't picked a starter yet? <clears throat> so going back to their schedule... Um, I have them for five toss-up games this year. So they start off against Oregon, which is going to be in Arlington. So that's one of those neutral site games against Oregon, which is going to be real tricky because Oregon is going to have one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah. Um, and then they play Tulane, which is going to be a win. Kent State's a win. Then they'll play at A&M. They play Mississippi State at home. They play at Florida. Um, <clears throat> and then they play... Uh, at Arkansas, at LSU, Ole Miss, play Georgia, Samford, and Alabama. All four games in November at home. Um, so five toss-up games. One, two, three, four, five. Um, only two of those are true road games, which is A&M, at A&M, and at Florida. Um, both kind of towards the beginning of the year. Um, so for them to have a big year, they're going to have to win those toss-up games. The good news for them is they have Georgia and Alabama at home. So, and Oregon's kind of, and Oregon's a neutral site game, but it's going to be closer to Auburn, so there might be more Auburn fans there, so it might feel a little bit more of a home game, but they're still not a Jordan-Hare. So. I can't wait for that game. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. I'm, I'm excited for that It's going to be a fun one. game. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, five toss-up games for Auburn. Again, makings of a sneaky good Auburn team that can come on late, that could be dangerous. Offensive line has to be great. Their quarterback has to come on late uh, in the season. So, yeah. we'll see how that uh, ends up being so now I'm going to move on real quick to Ole Miss unfortunately uh, last year they went five and seven one and seven in the SEC uh, key wins were against Texas Tech at the beginning of the year 47 to 27 and they beat Arkansas 37 to 33 losses they got beat by Alabama 62 to 7 got beat by LSU 45 to 16 Auburn 31 to 16 South Carolina 48 to 44, Texas A&M 38 to 24. They got beat by Vandy in overtime 36 to 29, and they got killed by Mississippi State 35 to 3. Personnel losses on defense: they lost some defensive backs, Ken Webster, uh, Zedrick Woods. Offense: they lost pretty much everybody. everybody. They lost their quarterback <laughs> Jordan Tamu, wide receivers AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, and Demarcus Lodge. Their tight end, Dawson Knox, and offensive lineman and Greg Little, uh, Sean Rawlings, and Javon Patterson. <laughs> My goodness gracious. Literally everybody on offense. The only people that are coming back on offense is like two offensive linemen and a running back or two. Yikes. Hopefully Which they was, will in recruiting. Uh, my analysis is Ole Miss is going to be bad. That's all I got. I mean, it's 
Like, their defense is terrible. The only thing that gave them a chance in games last year was the offense, and they lose all of their wide receiver production. A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and DeMarcus Lodge all were fantastic. They lost all those guys, and they're going to have a freshman starting at quarterback. Yeah. Their defense is bad. Um, Their only hope is... Arkansas. The land sharks. Come on. <laughs> their now. only their hope their only hope is Arkansas. Um, <laughs> That's their only hope. <laughs> yes, but like their only hope on defense is maybe their defensive line gets better. I just yeah I don't I don't want to talk about Ole Miss. Uh, middle of the road QB running back wide receiver question marks the entire defense and their offensive line. Uh, they play at Memphis to start off. Then they play Arkansas, Southeastern Louisiana, California, Alabama, at Alabama. Vanderbilt at Missouri, Texas A&M at Auburn, New Mexico State, LSU, and at State. Best case scenario for me is them winning five games. Yeah. Um, and that would be them having to beat Arkansas and Vanderbilt. <laughs> yikes. Or Miss Memphis. That's all I got to say is so, yikes. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got. That's a major yikes. Oh, Matt. No. Matt Luke, oh my gosh! Like, why, why? He's not doing anything with well, him. Well, like to to be fair to him, they just now got off their um, what's it called? Their NCAA yeah. stuff, their, their band, and then they finally have all their scholarships back that they can give out. So, really, for them, like their goal is to get a bowl game. For in order for them to get a bowl game, they have to make an upset win this year. Um, but like they just like they just the scholarship thing really hurt them. So like the next couple of years, like they're gonna have to get guys in. And they gotta try to and stay relevant. To try and stay relevant, but if like they don't make it to a bowl game next year, then Malik is probably out. I don't think it'll be this year, but next year after two recruiting classes, um, if he doesn't perform, he's gone. So, but that's next year. We're still talking this year. Ole Miss is going to be bad. That's just, that's just it. Okay? So, we'll move on to uh, not sleepers and overrated teams. We're going to do our personal teams previews. So, since I just talked a decent amount, Courtney and Mason, y'all can tag team or do whatever you want with your personal Alabama preview. So, go for it. Hot take. Alabama's going to be good this year. Surprising. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. But... This year's Alabama team, to me, is going to be a lot different from last year's Alabama yeah. team because I think you saw towards the end of the year that Tua started to break down, started to get a little hurt, and then last year's team, they were just so confident and so cocky that Clemson just shoved it down their throat and destroyed us. Yeah. I think this year you're going to see Nick Saban get back to the run-it-down-everybody's-throat type of teams that he's had in the past, and he's going to do that with Najee Harris. Um, it'll be interesting to see if or how much they actually throw when they do throw, which I still think will be a lot, but I still think the heart and soul of the team is going to end up being running the ball, um, which is surprising when you have the number one uh, wide receiver core in the nation, and you can't argue that. Anybody better? No comment. <laughs> exactly. But so we're going to be – we're going to have a solid offense again this year. The question mark is going to be defense. Um, one of my sleeper guys for our defense is going to be Terrell Lewis. Uh, last two years, he's been hurt. Um, he's a redshirt junior this year. Um, but if you remember two years ago against Florida State, all the talk was that he's going to be the next great pass rusher, going to do this, this, and this, and then comes out and gets hurt. 
What was his injuries? Uh, tore his ACL, and it was another knee injury, I think. Mm. So, yeah. So, been out for two straight years, but every year you always hear Terrell Lewis. Oh, my gosh. Going to destroy people, blah, blah, blah. But, so, he's going to be my guy to watch out for because if he can at least be productive next to Anthony Jennings and Raekwon Davis, then that D-line is going to be pretty solid. So, question is that just, do you think that's like legit talk or do you think that's just like camp talk of like, oh, this guy's in there? Because you yeah, know no, how, there's like, camp talk you there's, know how there's like, like, there's like coaches bring up players that are doing awesome and then you never hear from them. Yeah. And during so, the season, because that happens with LSU all the oh, time. Oh, no, no, so. yeah, no, I completely agree. But um, I don't think that's just camp talk. I think that's actual legit talk because if you just look at that dude, he's a, freak i'm talking like he does not look like he should be playing d-line he should be weightlifting or something i don't know but he is massive he's quick he's fast he can do everything um so i think he will actually be pretty solid so he's my sleeper this year everybody on the podcast hears it it's recorded (laughs) written it down um but like you said earlier strength is probably going to be the defensive backfield uh you got trayvon diggs patrick sartain uh xavier mckinney Coming back, Jared Maiden played a pretty solid bit last year. He's probably going to be starting at free safety. Um, I mean, there's a lot to say about Alabama, but we're just going to be good. Do you, do you think do you think Saban is going to play both Talia, uh, Talia and Tua? Do you think he's going to switch them out? Because looking at Talia, what he did at Thompson, like he turned that team around. Yeah. Like, they they went to their first championship or their second championship I think in like a, a while. Yeah. So do you think that? Because I think personally that Nick Saban's going to start with Tua, but I think he's going to throw Talia in there a little bit. See, I would like for him to do that when we're blowing teams out in the second half. Go with Talia instead of Mac Jones because Mac Jones is not the quarterback of our future. <laughs> so yeah. it'd be cool for him to play Talia a little bit in the second half when we're destroying teams. Um, another thing I want to say is I think one thing that hurt us over camp is Trey Sanders getting hurt and losing him for the entire year. Coming in, five-star running back, was balling in camp, um, was going to push Najee Harris, honestly, for a starting job, but losing him out for the year, I think that'll hurt, um, but it'll be interesting. I think, obviously, um, you have our tough games against uh duke and no <laughs> don't like don't even don't even play but, okay but in all seriousness a&m at a&m is going to be tough because yeah. of that crowd is just ridiculous um and then you have lsu and then auburn always the tough games honestly even though lsu hasn't scored on alabama in about 100 years it's been two years thank you <laughs> Look, LSU, did you hear about their alcohol stuff? What, that they're allowing alcohol in the stadium? Yeah, they're, they're selling it now. Yeah. So are other LCC teams. You didn't know that? Well, I'm just saying, for LSU, that's going to be crazy because they're be already ridiculous. So? And it's it's going to be great. Listen, it, listen. if you think LSU is crazy, West Virginia is crazier. Do you see the stuff they do? They burn couches and dumpsters and crap. But stuff yeah. doesn't go their way. Okay, we don't do that. Okay? I mean, y'all are just crazy in the middle it's of the game. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm excited. Um... Another interesting thing, Alabama just got some new LED lights in their stadium. Have Ooh, you seen them? It's going to be crimson. Yeah, they're fire. Woo! 
So Crimson just imagine. Stadium. Just imagine Jerry Judy takes in 30-yard touchdown against LSU, then blowing these crimson lights everywhere. Gonna be awesome. Can't wait. All right, that's that's what I've got. It's gonna be legit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean Alabama kind of scared me last year with like, just like because we've always been like a second half team, but especially like last year with like Georgia and Auburn and like there's really good teams. We were like losing after the first half, Mm -hmm. and so Alabama just needs to like be an all around team because um, you know they're 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 they almost finished number one in the country, but. For Alabama to like to for Alabama to finish number one in the country, they have got to be a first half and a second half team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Nick Saban is probably going to work with them really well about like getting the offense going like right away in the first half and then finishing strong in the second half. And like that's it with the defense as well because the defense would kind kind of scared me in the first half because it just seemed like they were like, what are we doing? Oh, we got to block this guy. Okay. Oh, we got to tackle this guy. Okay. He's got the ball. So, like, the defense has got to wake up and they've got to play first and second half. I think that was, like, a thing for me this year with Alabama. I was like, like, can can we finish the game strong? Can we start the game strong? Um, and I think that's got to be a big thing that Alabama has had to work on in camp is, is starting strong and finishing strong. And I think Nick Saban is going to do a very good job of teaching the players that. Um but I, overall, I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, I I kind of started off with, like, I don't know if Alabama will be as good as they have been in past years just because of some personnel losses that we've lost on defense and stuff like that. My dad, shout out to my dad, he's like, whoa, hold up, Courtney. <laughs> Remember who our coach is, Nick Saban. If he sees bad in our team, he's going to fix it. Yeah. That's just what he does. And so I'm like, will Alabama be – I think Alabama is probably going to not be as good as they have been in past years just because of how many great all-stars that we lost on defense, especially with <clears throat> Quentin Williams. He won, like, the one of the defensive uh, awards last year. So um, he was a really big loss. He made he made a lot of our sacks, which was uh, very helpful in our game. But I guess, I guess we'll see what, the, uh, what uh, Saban replaced in the defense and see if it's going to be good this year. I will say, though, with the whole Alabama first half, second half thing, is that, like, this is the thing when it comes to the scheduling that doesn't make sense to me. And, like, you guys, they hadn't played, like, the only time they had real games was in November, and it showed. Yeah. Because, like, they only had to play a half until then. They only had to play a half until they played LSU. Even though LSU didn't score points, like, it was still, like, a really good game. And, like, really competitive where, like, Bama had to play a full game. Same thing with Mississippi State. Like, Mississippi State caused a lot of problems for them. And then Auburn caused problems in the first half. Georgia should have won the game. Uh, They didn't play a good second half against Oklahoma. And then they only played a decent first half against Clemson and then just got destroyed in the second half. So, like, I would say they were more of a first half team last year than a second half team. Because, like, they got out on everybody throughout the year. Like, they were up, like... 50 to nothing by the time, like, the third quarter ran. ran but look at around. games like Auburn. And, like, Auburn, so, like, we the, played crap in the first half. So, like, the only two games that y'all really played well in the second half was Auburn and Georgia. Well, and, like, the, uh, and like the other teams that we played, like, we played well in the first half, yeah, because we were better than them. 
Well, yeah, that's what Does I'm that saying. That's what I'm saying, though. But like the other game, hard games that were on your schedule with Clemson, y'all played terrible in the second half. Oklahoma, y'all didn't play great in the second half. Um, you know, like those two games too. So like, there, I would just say it's not even just like y'all are always good in the second half. Y'all are always good in the first half. Like y'all just couldn't play a complete game last year. Like there wasn't one. Like the only one game I would say y'all might have played a complete game was probably LSU. Yeah. Where y'all played it came out played great start to finish all the other games was like maybe even mississippi state but like all the other games like y'all played well one half whether it be first or second half you just couldn't do it the whole time and if y'all if they did it the whole time like georgia wouldn't have been close auburn wouldn't have been close like it ended up auburn wasn't close but like neither one of those two games probably would have been close if y'all played like you did like if you played georgia the first half and second half like the whole game like you guys played the second half like y'all would have destroyed them yeah I agree. like oklahoma should have never been close y'all played great and like really played really well against them first half and then probably just because y'all were up by so much, y'all just kind of let off the gas. Yeah. Which I can kind of understand, but still. Like, and that the, that's another reason why I don't like us having such a weak schedule. Because I feel like, if you look at it, like you said, our tough games really do start in November. And with the first half of the year is really when you kind of got to, like, plant your flag and say, hey, we are this good, we can do this. But when you're playing weak teams and you're only playing the first half of a football game – then it kind of gets more difficult down the road when you have to play in LSU, when you have to play in Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah you want to be tested and know what you got yeah. early in the year before you get to November. Because for anybody's teams, like your season, like if you want to <laughs> win championships, you have to play great in November. So like if you're going to wait until November to actually see what you got, I mean, that's just, to me that's just part of the issue of scheduling with them, which a lot of that they can't control because of the SEC schedule and how the – you know, permanent East Division rival of Tennessee is being terrible. Yeah. So you got to wait until they actually become good for that even to be a thing. And then, like, just the rotating stuff. Like, I think y'all play Georgia next year. So, like, that'll, do. that'll so, help, that'll help with that, schedule. Speaking of that, so next year we start off with USC, who hopefully by then will be on No, the they're going to have a new coach. Do you think they'll have a new coach next Clay year? Clay getting fired I actually year. agree with that. Uh, did you hear what their um, their athletic director said to him? Uh-uh. Pub- publicly, he said – uh, our goal, or we expect to win the national championship this year, or, or the Pac-12 championship. He said we expect to win the championship this year, and then so basically, if they don't win, he's getting fired. Which he will get fired. But yeah, so we got USC and Georgia next year, and then the ridiculous part is we play A&M before Auburn the week before Auburn instead of having that bye week, which is just crazy. But so there's your schedule. Yeah, so, there's so your schedule, schedule that you're looking for. It's be a little for. bit more difficult. Yes. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> I think, like, y'all just, like, last year's issue was just across the board, y'all just couldn't play a full game. Yeah. So they were, you know, that's just, just where I was getting at, too. It's like we can't play consistently. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's ultimately where I was getting at. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, now we will get to uh, my thoughts on LSU. I think we're going to be really good this year, but like you said, if if we go another 9-3 and three year, regular season, like, what is it going to take for us to get over the hump at that point? Because we're going to have, we have probably one of the mo- most talented defenses we've had since, what was it, 2000, 
2011? I mean, possibly 2011. That's what some people are talking about. And even, like, the great defense we had, like, four years ago with um, with Kendall Beckwith and uh, Duke Riley, Jamal Adams, and all those guys mm-hmm. uh, on that uh, super good game. Like, that was four years ago, I think, or three years ago. Like, that was a really good defense. But, like, there's talk of this defense being better or just as good as that 2011 defense. Because whenever you look at the defensive line, all the juniors that we needed to come back came back. Rashard Lawrence is a senior. Brave Hoko is a senior. Tyler Shelvin has been in the best shape and has looked great. We have a depth behind him and a freshman, Apu Aka, who is, like, ginormous. Okay? Oh, and I saw then that. You got, yeah. And then you got um, uh, Logan – and then um, Caleb Von Chasson is back this year. He's wearing number 18, um, who is going to be our star pass rusher. He played amazing against Miami last year and then blew out his knee at the end. He's going to be our star pass rusher. Uh, our leading pass rusher last year and Michael Divinity is moving from outside backer to middle linebacker to take Devin White's spot. And all that you've he- heard of in the offseason is that he's really stepped up and is really ready to move that role. And then with him being able to rush the passer on certain situations, we can move him back on the outside to rush the passer. Um, Jacob Phillips, who was really good last year as a first-year starter and middle linebacker next to Devin White, is probably he's been in a, a position battle with Patrick Queen, but he's probably going to be the starter. Um, and then two backups is like I said, Patrick Queen uh, and Damone Clark, who they've been raving about. Um, which I don't know if that's just going to be camp talk like we've talked earlier, or if it's like, that's legit, but. Both of those guys are going to play in reserve roles, and they're both going to be really good. And then you look at the secondary. You have Grant Delpit, who's wearing number seven, by the way, who's a stud, All-American, like consensus All-American, top ten NFL draft pick. And then at corner, you have Christian Fulton, who was graded better than Greedy Williams last year, by the way. Okay, he is going to be... He's a. I'm pretty sure he's first team All SEC. He's yeah, gonna be amazing. He like there's been like Ryan Clark. You know who Ryan Clark is. Yeah. He went on radio and said, "Yeah, uh, Christian Fulton is better than Grant Delpit. He's gonna be drafted higher than Grant Delpit." What? Like, he's legit. He will shut down anybody. On the opposite side, freshman um, Derek Stingley, who was rated higher and graded higher than Patrick Peterson was whenever he came in as a freshman. He's already going to start, and he's going to be amazing. And then at the safety, like, we're just loaded at safety with Todd Harris, uh, Jacoby Stevens. I uh, got Kerry Vincent, who's going to be playing the nickel, who's, like, one of the fastest guys because he runs track. Um, and there's going to be a little bit more form in front. So, like, this defense is going to be stacked. On offense, um, Joe Burrow's back, and he, from what I've seen, what I've heard, like, he's going to have a breakout year. I think he's going to be in the Heisman talk. He does really well this year. Like, he, he's going to make our offense go, and he's going to be great. Running back, we're going to be doing running back by committee with, um, wow, I forgot his name. What's his name? Clyde Edwards there, And then uh, you got uh, Leonard Fournette's little brother, Leonard Fournette, who he's going to play some. <laughs> Leonard uh, and Leonard. Yeah, no, right. Shout, out, shout out to his parents. Can they be shout twins? Him, <laughs> Can they be twins? Um, and then you got the freshman and John Emery, who's going to play a lot. Uh, and then uh, Tyron Davis, who's going to play a decent amount. Um, those guys, I mean, it's going to be a rotation there. Uh, the offense that's really becoming, like, we've completely moved to a spread offense. Yeah. Like, that we've been talking about for years 
for years. When is the LSU offense going to become modern? Where is it going to be better? Like there was always talk. But now whenever you talk, it's like everybody's like, you have to believe it now because you talk to defensive players, you talk to offensive players, they're like, yeah, we don't huddle. Yeah, like it's like completely different than anything we've ever done. Like Finally. we're going to go fast. We're not going to huddle. Time. It's going to be spread out. Like everything's different. And even whenever you look at the spring game, because in the past if you watched the spring game, it was a lot of everything you usually saw. But when you watch the spring game, like it was completely different than what we've ever seen LSU <laughs> do. Okay. So, so you add to the fact there, the running back game is going to be a little different because it's going to be spread instead of, like, power eye, okay? But it's still going to be a focus of, hey, we have to run the ball to win. Um, the offensive line was really kind of a weak spot last year. On the tackles were the weak spots on the line. The guards and center were great. The tackles were kind of the question mark. Um, Sadiq Charles was apparently hurt a good bit of the year at left tackle, so he's have, supposed to have a really breakout year this year. And then the real question is Austin Deculus, who's the right tackle. He has to really step up. He played well at times, but then he I think he really struggled against real speed pass rushers like uh, uh, Polite from Florida yeah. and Jennings from Bama and stuff. Um, but he played kind of all, uh, well in that, so he really has to step up, which um, – Whenever you kind of see pictures of him, like he's really like changed his body and how he's how he is. So um, the offensive line should be improved, and then the wide receiver position is going to be the strength of this team. Yes, they're young, but you still have Justin Jefferson, who is the leading uh, receiver. I'm thinking, I think he's uh, like third team All SEC in the coaches. Um, and then you got sophomores and Jamar Chase, which watch out, he is going to be legit. Terrence Marshall, who was hurt a lot last year, uh, he's going to be great. Those are the top three. And then you got uh, D. Anderson. You got uh, freshman Trey Palmer. You got, um, I mean, it's just like Ray Seek McMath. I mean, you got a ton of guys. And then you got your tight ends of um, Stephen Sullivan, who's transitioned from being just a wide receiver to being tight end because he's freaking huge. Yeah. And then Thaddeus Moss, Randy Moss's younger <laughs> sorry, son. He was hurt last year. He looks great this year. So watch out for him. So the offense is going to be different, and I think we're going to be much improved. So chance for playoff. Watch out. You ready okay. for my my right. three team playoff? So uh, hold on, hold on. Let me just go through the schedule. Real okay, quick. go through it. Um, so Southern Miss, of course, win. Texas is a big game, um, and then LSU is favored in that game. By the way, by four points at this moment. <laughs> uh, they play Northwestern State, Vanderbilt, Utah State, Florida State. Auburn, Bama at Bama, Ole Miss, Arkansas, A&M. The only two toss-up games I see that really should be toss-up games is Texas and Alabama. You can lose one of them, can't if, lose but you can't use, lose both. Can't. If you lose both, then like there's probably going to be a team in here that you probably lose to that you shouldn't, which has been normal yeah. now for a while. So what you got, Mason? Okay, so let's say, um, all right, let's say LSU loses Alabama. But close game, down fourth quarter, last possession, one of those type of games. So, but they run the table, beat everybody else. Alabama loses to Auburn at the end of the year. Alabama goes to the SEC Championship and then beats Georgia. So that gives LSU, Georgia, and Alabama all one loss. Do you think all three of them would make it to I don't to think the, so, man. You don't think so? I don't think all so because I think, I think more so because if Georgia loses in the championship game and Bama wins like – Either the committee is either going to leave out, leave out LSU or Georgia. Yeah, well, you saw they, they would leave, they would leave out Georgia because they just lost. Well, what was it? It was two years ago when Alabama and Georgia both made it, 
and yeah, Georgia won SEC championship. Georgia won an SEC championship, but that was because that Georgia played Auburn. And Auburn oh, got yeah, that that's second right, loss. You're right. So that that was why. I think that'd be crazy though. I think it'd be crazy. I just don't think it'll happen. That'd be awesome. All right, that's all I had. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's uh move on to sleepers and overrated teams. So any sleeper teams this year in the West? I feel like the West is kind of set in stone this year, which is kind of crazy. I feel like Alabama and LSU are going to be go, going to both be one and two, and then you're going to have A and M and Auburn kind of fighting for that three and four spot. And honestly, so I'll go ahead and say this: I think Texas A and M would be my sleeper team if they can get through that ridiculous schedule. If they can, I think they'll be a really good team this year, and they can make a push to kind of get that two spot, maybe. Probably not, but maybe get the one spot. Um, so I would say Texas A&M would be my sleeper. Courtney, you have any sleeper teams? Mm-hmm. I think with the new quarterback coming in for Mississippi State, and if Moorhead plays him, watch out. Mississippi State could make a good comeback. Mississippi State's my sleeper team. Okay. Uh, my sleeper team is Auburn. Just like what I said in the preview, they have the making of that sleeping Auburn team. Yeah. Um, got all their all lines. The defensive line is going to be one of the best in the conference. You win a lot of line of scrimmage, you win a lot of games. Okay, so that's my sleeper. Any overrated teams? <laughs> Mine's Mississippi State. Okay. <laughs> I just I don't, I don't think they're going to have the same year that they normally do. I think you're going to see a couple of losses there in the middle of their schedule um, because I don't think the Penn, the Penn State quarterback is going to adjust very well. But that's just me. Courtney? I don't, I don't think I have any overrated teams, quite honestly, just because, like, most teams in the SEC West are pretty dang good except for, you know, Ar- or, uh, Ole Miss and – you know, them. So I think I don't really have any overrated teams. It'll be exciting to see how Auburn pulls pulls up and and then like Texas A and M and Mississippi State pull up. So I don't think I have any overrated teams. Okay. Uh my overrated team is Texas A and M. Of course uh, it is. <laughs> of course it is. I don't like Texas A and M, okay? I'll just put that out. But why? I'm not, a stud. I'm not buying Kellen Mond. I think he is the Felipe Franks of the West. <laughs> I told you about Kellen. Um, <laughs> they also lost their three best offensive players this year, and Travion Williams, who is one of the SEC leaders in rushing, uh, Jay Sternberger, which was their stud tight end, and their center Eric McCoy, which all three of those guys combined basically led like was determining how they played offense last year and how they played. Like they their game plan last year was we are going to control the ball as long as possible so our defense is not on the field. Losing those guys, how like are you gonna be able to even do that? You know? Yeah. Um their defense has only one player returning starting on the defensive line. They did have a good bit of injuries, but you're basically banking on all these guys either that are backups or returning from injury are gonna be like great. Yeah. You know? I'm not sure if that's real really realistic. Um and then the secondary was awful last year. The only good thing of their defense last year was their rushing defense. Their passing defense was atrocious. I don't see any reason to believe that that would be improved. Um, they only have one starter back at linebacker. 
I think they're still a year or two away from actually being really, really good. I don't think it's this year, though. So, my thoughts. Not a believer <laughs> in A&M or Cullen Mond, okay? you got to be a believer in Jimbo. I don't care about Jimbo. Jimbo's he a freaking left. He stud. left a disaster at Florida State. All coaches do when they leave. No, they don't. Name me one coach Just that hasn't left in a disaster. When they leave on their, on their own? Yes. Name me one. I can't think of anybody on the top of my head. Exactly. Because like, they all leave in a disaster. The only one, like Nick Saban. Like Mike Shula when, when he Saban, left Alabama? Yeah, look. See, Good Lord. When Nick Saban left but LSU, Mike Shula got that's fired. the only one I can think of. Mike Shula got fired. Jimbo le- Jimbo didn't get fired. He just left okay, for better okay, money. Okay, Franchione left Alabama in a mess. Yeah. When Mike Shula came in because he left on his own. So the only one I can genuinely think of would be Nick Saban. And that's just because he's the Okay, goat. you could say maybe Urban Meyer this year. Leaving Ohio State. We'll see. We'll see how that You could say out. Chip Kelly whenever he left. Oregon wasn't a mess right after he left because... What? They went to the national championship like a year or two Chip after. Kelly. No, a year or two after Chip Kelly left with Marcus Mariota, they went to the national championship and lost. It was only a year or two after Marcus left uh, that they went to crap, okay? Mm, and the head coach got one. fired. <laughs> no, go look it up, okay? Go look it up. All right, I will. All right? Um, let's see, who else can I think of? Um, Bob Stoops. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that one. That's a good one. So, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, like, I can understand if you leave Florida State and they're just not as good, but they are like a disaster Okay, but, right now. Yeah, you're right. They're like, they, like, they, like, they, like. Jimbo had, like, a really good run with Jameis Winston at Florida State, okay? Ever since then, they have been on a downhill spiral since then. And then he left and got better money. One, because I think also, like, the administration at Florida State didn't want to give Jumbo what he wanted and what he needed for them to be competitive. And two, he probably was like, I'm just going to go here. They're going to get me whatever I want, and I get whatever money I want. Fair so, enough. I don't know. I think he's a good coach, but, like... I don't know how it's going to look like. What has he done outside of having Jameis Winston as his quarterback? Yeah. So, that's just that's all my thoughts. So, let's get to buy or sell. Um, I, have one, I have a few here, so we'll go through mine, and then if you guys have some, you can go for it. Uh, so, first one, Tua will not play in every game because of injury. Sell. Sell? Yeah, I'm going to sell that. Okay. You're selling that. Let me I'll, knock, I'll let me knock a wood first. I'll buy. I, like I'm not saying he'll not play in an important game. I think it's just gonna be a, just like one a of those weird yeah. games. Like he just doesn't play because See, he wants to. I agree with that, but at the same time, it's like one of Nick Saban's things is not letting people just sit out of games just because they might be a little hurt. Like if you can play, he's gonna make you play, which is kind of weird to me. But at the same time, I get it. So. It'll be interesting. I think that's why I'm just, still selling it. I think it'll just be different, though, because he knows Tua is his ticket. Yeah, that's a good point. But so, yeah, that's know. a good one. Solid. Solid? Solid. Solid. Okay, <laughs> next one. Auburn will have the best defense in the SEC. So. Sell. Sell? I'm selling that. Selling that? I don't know, man. I, I'll, I'll buy it. I think they will. Okay. I'm not saying, like... Because I think State had the best defense in the SEC last year. They still went, what, like 8-5? and five? Are you writing these down? I will now. Good. There you go. Podcast on the rise, baby. <laughs> I mean, I think with my... I know y'all are thinking Mississippi State's overrated. They're going to be my sleeper team. But 
with MSU's defense looking the way it is going to look, I I I think when Auburn and Mississippi State play each other, it's going to be a battle of defenses, yeah. in my honest opinion. So it'll be interesting to see. But will Auburn have the best defense? Probably not. They're going to be up there, but they're probably not going to have the best. It's probably going to be somebody random like Kentucky <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> uh, Arkansas will win an SEC game. Who's I mean, their schedule? only hope is Ole Miss, Miss. so I'm going to buy it. You're buying it? Yeah, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to sell that. I think <laughs> I think Arkansas may beat them, in my honest opinion. I'm selling, too. I don't think. Well, no, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy I it. I think they'll beat Ole Miss. I'm, I'm buying I think they'll beat Ole Miss. LSU will have a top five offense in the SEC this year. In the SEC? Yeah. Um, I'm going to buy that. Buying that? Yeah, I'll buy that. Courtney? Yeah, I think I am too. I think it's going to be like Alabama, LSU, Auburn. Um, Georgia. Georgia. Maybe Missouri. Maybe. I don't know. I'm still going with Mississippi State with that new quarterback, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Ole Miss will make a bowl game. No. No way. <laughs> there Massive is no sell. way. Massive sell. Uh, if, like, all their new players they're getting are, like, surprisingly really good, <laughs> which I don't know. <laughs> okay. We'll just have to see. Uh, Texas A&M will beat one of the following. LSU, Alabama, or Clemson. Two of the three are on the road. So. So. Yeah, yeah so, I don't see it. Also. Okay. Uh, I got three more. Um, Mississippi State will have a better team this year than last year. Oh, I'm buying that. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy that too. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably buy that. I don't know if the record will show it, but I think their team will yeah, be better. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't think the record will show that they were better, but I think all around they will be. Okay. Two more. Two SEC West teams will make the playoff this year. Oh, man. That's tough. I'm going to have to sell that. Who do you think is going to make it in the East besides Georgia? Nobody. I'm just saying the playoff in general, like the college football uh, playoff. For, oh, for everybody. Um, yeah. I, I don't think I see that happening. It's just that's just so tough because you've got so many. Everything has to happen. Yeah, right. like it just has to. It has plan, to line up perfectly. exactly right. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say bye. <laughs> okay. Keep All that right. faith. All right, and this one, this one will be interesting. You might have to think about this one. The SEC West will win every game against the East this year. So, so that that was fast. Uh, Georgia won't beat Auburn. Do they play each other this year? You mean Georgia will beat Auburn? Yeah, Georgia will beat Auburn. Okay. Yeah, Georgia plays Auburn. And don't they have one more? Oh, they they play A&M too, so that's kind of tough. Who else? 
I mean, basically, who who does uh, Ole Miss and Arkansas play okay. in the East? Arkansas plays Kentucky and Missouri. Arkansas plays Kentucky and Missouri. Ole Miss plays Tennessee and Ole Miss has Vandy, Vandy and, and Missouri. Missouri. Mm. So I'm selling that. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll sell that, that to you. So, yeah, I'll sell it to you. I just thought it'd be fun. Okay, what else? Who else has something? Okay, I've got one. It's not a buy or sell. Okay. I'm going to give you a line, and I'm going to set it at two and a half. You pick your over or right. under. Okay. Pretty <clears throat> self-explanatory. Gotcha. All right, so over, under, do you think um, how many coaches, SEC head coaches, will lose or give up their job this year? So won't be back next year. So either so the line fired. Is at two and a half. Yeah, so either fired, retired, left on their own, whatever. Okay. Um, man, I don't know. I'll give you this too. Not a, every single coach that was coaching at the SEC last, last year, year is back, back this year. This year. Um, the thing is, though, is like the reason why that is, though, is like a lot of them are were new coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think Arkansas is going to have a hot seat on Chad Morris. I don't think Ole Miss will have a hot seat on uh, Matt Luke just yet. The only, like... Just, just yet. Yeah, it'll be next year, <laughs> it'll I think. Be next it'll be next year. He'll be in the hot seat for sure next year. Yeah, if they don't do jack. Yeah. Um, especially if they only win, like, four games this year. Like, then then, then hot seat. To be completely honest with you right now, I know how much Auburn loves Gus Malzahn, but if he doesn't do well, the as the talks are this year for Auburn, I think he's in the hot seat. Yeah, he's, for sure. I think he's on the hot seat. The thing seat is, this year that, like, right he now. has such a high buyout, though, man. Uh, I don't think it'll happen. I think if they get see, rid of him, see, I think it'd be stupid. next year. That was I stupid think... on Auburn's part. Why do that? Well, didn't he drop his buyout? Not all of he, it. Not he, all he of it, but it's still lowered. it's still high, though. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know. Like the only people I can think of that might get fired would be Will Muschamp if they have a bad year, and. If Kentucky has a big year, then Mark Stoops or Mike Stoops. Is it Mike or Mark? Who is it? I want to say it's Mark. Anyways, if he has a big year, he'll leave for a bigger job. Yeah. Maybe Barry Odom if Missouri doesn't do well. Maybe. Maybe. Other than that, like, there's nobody else that I would see get fired or leave. So I'm going to go under. You have to look yeah. at how good the SEC is, too. Like, you've got Alabama, you've got Georgia, you've got LSU. I mean, you've got some pretty top teams to compete yeah. with Yeah, because I mean, if, well. if we go by the list, like, just thinking of guys that's not going to leave on their own, like, Nick Saban's not going anywhere. The only thing he's going to do is retire, and it's not going to be this year. Like, yeah. it, it might be a few years down the road. Ed Ogeron isn't going anywhere. If he has, this, like... He's not gonna be if he doesn't have a if he has like an eight and four nine and three year then next year he'll be on the hot seat and have you know potential yeah. of losing his job it's not gonna be this year. A Jimbo Fisher's not going anywhere. Gus Malzahn I think they're gonna have a good year so I don't think he'll go anywhere even though Auburn fans are crazy. Kirby Smart's not gonna Kirby go. Kirby Smart's gone, not going anywhere. Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy Pruitt. <laughs> Dan Mullen's not going anywhere. Um, Chad Morris isn't going anywhere. Matt so. Luke isn't going anywhere. Um, Derek Mason, I don't think will go anywhere. I think Derek Mason might be the sleeper. key. He'll, the be sleep. He'll be the sleeper, <laughs> depending on how Vandy does. Yeah. The only, like, in my opinion, the only way that more than two coaches might leave or get fired is 
if Derek Mason gets fired, if Will Muschamp gets fired, and if Mike Stoops leaves. Yeah, I agree. So I would take the under also. What else you got? Okay. Who do you think will lose their job first? Coach O or Gus Malzahn? Gus. Gus. Gus, you think so? Yeah. Even I think so. I think so, so, I think so basing that on like I think LSU's gonna have a really good year, so there's no reason for Ed to be on the hot seat next year. And Auburn already isn't happy with Gus. So What what games does Auburn have to lose in order for Gus to lose his job? Like they For sure Alabama. Like if Gus loses LSU, Georgia, Bama, they're already not happy. And then you add a fourth of like A and M or Mississippi State. And even Oregon too. So. Oregon like you add Oregon, like yeah. that's already five losses. So, before a bowl game. Yeah, I, I think I think Gus is getting close to being in the hot seat, in I, my opinion. If they if they go seven and five this year, I think he's he gone. Would, I think he'd be fine. I mean they year. they lost their bowl game. Or did they win? No, they won. They won. They won. Okay. That's how they got their eighth win. Because they winning. played Purdue. They, they yeah. destroyed Purdue. And what bowl though? Mus- well, Music City. Yeah. It was, it was a no. It was a nobody <laughs> bowl. See, Auburn fans really want like the wins against LSU, Alabama, and they want to go into a good bowl. So I think Gus is getting close. Yeah. To so like the, seat. the Oregon game for them is like critical. They have to yeah, win that game. They they have to. They if they don't that win that game, then like they can't lose to State or Texas A and M this year. They can't have, like, uh, what the heck were you doing losing to some East team? Who, yeah. who, who in the East did they play? I had it in my notes. I forgot. Who do they play? Do they play? They play Missouri. Missouri. No, wait. No, no, no. No, no, That's Ole Miss. That's. Where is it? I'm... They play Florida Oh, and Florida. Georgia. So you they add Florida, Florida to the list. You add Florida to the list. So, like, they have five toss-ups. They lose all five of those games. So, like, they have to beat Oregon. If they don't beat Oregon... They have to beat A and M, Mississippi State, and Florida, Which and that's... one of the LSU, Georgia, Alabama to have three. To only have go nine and three. Yeah. So. So I. I see them losing. I see them losing to LSU, Georgia, and Alabama. The the Oregon game they have to win. If yeah. they don't win have that game, to, have then to, have to, have to. like they like might as well just fire him just right there. Might as well just get ready to to lose a job because if they lose to Oregon to start off the year. Um, We'll Do y'all think up. that's going to be a close game? Yes. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah. Because they play A&M at the end of September at A&M. So if they lose Oregon and then at A&M, like, there's going to be tons of talk of Gus Malzahn getting fired. Yeah. Because if they lose those two, like, if they go 2-2 two and two in November, or not November, in September, like, it's you're going to expect them to, to win out or to go 3-1 and one in November? I don't think so. So, they have to win against Oregon. Yeah. All right, my last one. If Urban Meyer came out tomorrow and said, I want to coach at LSU, no. what would you do? Would, no. You wouldn't take him? No, I don't want him. Why? I don't like him. Just because you don't like him? I don't like him. That's the only reason? Yep. He's a good coach, I don't though. like him. He's so a piece of crap. Just because you don't like him. He's a piece of crap. No. What like if it guaranteed you a championship no. next year? No, I don't want him. <laughs> Nice. Okay, well, that's all I had. <laughs> Courtney, you got any? No. No? Okay. All right, so we have uh, two more things to do as we are coming down here, down to the wire. We're at uh, about an hour and 23 minutes. So, uh, got a couple more things. Players to watch out for in Heisman potential. Tua, obviously. Mm-hmm. Duh. Joe Burrow is going to be a dark horse, I think. 
That's what I said earlier. <clears throat> yep. Did anybody hear me? Yep. You yep. did. You Courtney did called it. I okay. Personally, I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. I like Joe Burrow. I I love what he did last season with LSU. I think he was great, and he should have been in somewhat of the talks for Heisman last year. But I think he's going to be in the talks this year for sure. So yeah, Joe if LSU has a really be... good year, like he's gonna have to be in that kind right. of conversation. I don't know if he'll go to New York, but he'll be in the conversation. Probably. Yeah, I think he'll be in the conversation for sure. Yeah. Any other Heisman potential players from the West this year, you guys? No, I don't see any. Okay. Uh, breakout players. Um. I mean, Joe Burrow, of course. You still have that. Kellen Mond. Would be mine. Get out of here. I'm, I'm going with Kellen Mond. No. I'm telling you, I'm going with Kellen Mond. No. Because I'm hype on Texas A&M. Get out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm big on him. I'm telling you. Just wait on it. Courtney, you have any sleeper players? Watch out for Mississippi out? State's new quarterback. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Stevens. Tommy Stevens. Let's go. Let's go. Any others for you guys? Okay. I'm going to be bold here. Najee Harris. I think okay. he's going to be a someone right. of the talks this year. I think. Because... Looking back at what he did last year, I think he was phenomenal. I mean, he made those big plays as well. So, Najee Harris. Okay. I'm saying it. I'm I can see it. it. Yeah. Anybody else for you, Mason? No. Okay, I got some. Of course, I have a couple LSU players and some other players. Jamar Chase, watch out for him. He's going to be a stud. Watch out for him being in conversation for first-team All-SEC wide receiver. Okay. Derek Stingley. Freshman defensive cornerback, he's going to be legit, okay? Um, uh, I know whenever um, Ryan Clark was talking about him on the radio before, he said if you did a blind resume at the NFL Combine of just, like, the analytic stuff of, like, speed and the shuttle and all that stuff, like, he would be, like, near at the top. Hmm. So, and he's only 18. Yeah. So, watch out for him. Um, and then uh, Michael Clemens, defensive end from Texas A&M. People have been saying he's unblockable in practice. Who knows if that's just camp talk or if that's actually real. Um, Jatavius Whitlow, running back from Auburn. Watch out for him. I think he'll be a really big year. Have a really big year. And then wide receiver from Ole Miss. If there's not going to be anything good from Ole Miss, it's going to be Emmanuel Sandal, Samuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. So watch out for him. Breakout players. Okay. So before we get to the predictions, I have a random question for you guys. All right. So you guys aren't prepared. If there is any word or phrase that you could remove from sports forever, what would it be? <laughs> um, that you just absolutely despise. So like you know, like those common like words that people say, like in sports, this like that you just can't stand. Oh my gosh. I can't think of any. He's just a gritty player. Yeah, that's annoying. That is very annoying. Tough nose, hard nose, stuff like that. Yeah, that's really (laughs) annoying. I agree with that. That's really annoying. I can't think of any off the top of my head. You know the one commentator I can't stand in sports. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gary Daniels. I can't stand What? I love Gary. What a gosh. Did his pinky toe touch the ground? Or did his big toe go out of bounds? That is the question. That's Come why I, I love listening to Gary because he's so trash and it's just funny. Give, <laughs> get, brings, you, you, brings, like who, 
You like him not because yeah, he's, he's good. No, no so Gary, look, let's be real. Gary is trash, but it's he's so trash that it's funny. So it brings some so comedic even, relief to the game. So, so you kind, he kind of agrees with me. So you no, are, I do agree with you that he is trash, but I like listening to him like because him. he's trash. You, you're saying you like him not because he's a good analyst of the game, but because you think he's funny. Yeah. So you basically don't even think he's good at his job. No, I just like him because he's funny. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it brings some comedic relief to the game. Oh and especially when Alabama's destroying teams, it makes me have more fun because he's, he's trash. so annoying. Oh, uh, my he gosh. So You're annoying. ridiculous. <laughs> I am. He is so annoying. I can't stand all of his questions. He basically asks, like, 200 questions in one game. See, and that's the thing. Easily. I don't. I definitely don't like it when commentators are too serious. Like, Kirk Herbstreit. Dude, I love Kirk Herbstreit. He's too serious. He's too serious. I mean, yeah, he might be a little too serious at times, but, dude, he's, like, great. He's the best one there. He is. He is very good at his job, but he's too serious with it. <laughs> Whatever, man. Like, Listen, I'm watching football to watch football, I'm not I, to be laughing at the commentators, Yeah, but, okay? so, do you not have fun watching football? I have fun watching football for football, not because of the commentators. Yeah, okay, but, see, that's my point. No. So, if you're not paying attention to the commentators anyways, Get out of here, then no, you you're, might I, as well have fun if with Eli it. Eli Gold could... Commentate oh, every I game. can't I stand it. He sounds like he has marbles in his mouth. Because he's a stud. That's no, why. He's, he's not. amazing. Ugh. What are you talking he's about? Better I, than any trash LSU like, guy. He, like, he sounds like freaking Mickey Mouse. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. Mickey Mouse is the goat. So. Yeah, I don't want to listen to Mickey Mouse <laughs> when watching football. Again, more comedic relief. Right there. Anyways, okay. We'll get to our uh, West standing predictions. So, we'll start with Mason. I already have typed in for both of you, Alabama number one. Duh. So what kind of question is that? So, what else you might you as well just type it in for yourself, too. All right. So, I got Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Ole Miss. The one that I'm questionable about is the Auburn at three, Texas A&M at four, because I'm still high on Texas A&M. I think they can get to three. But they have the death schedule this year, so I think they'll stay right around four. Um, but they yeah, finished, they finished fourth last year. So. Yeah, so no, they finished second. They finished second. They finished second in the SEC West. Yes, but so Alabama LSU started off. Courtney, um, Alabama LSU, Texas A and M, Auburn, Mississippi State. Arkansas, Ole Miss. I'm still high on Mississippi State, but I don't think they can quite get to the top three just yet. Maybe another couple of years they will. But I think those are my rankings. All right, so uh, here's mine. LSU, number one. Of course. Okay. Alabama, two. And I think if there is going to be two SEC teams in the playoff, I think that's how it has to be because – Bama always gets the nod to get in the championship game because it's yeah, annoying. and Because they're amazing. That's whatever. Why. Even if they don't deserve it, they get in. When uh, have they not deserved three, it? Three, I'm not getting into that. Yeah, because I'm not, they deserve it every year. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. You're, <laughs> I'm going to blow up. I'm not doing it right now, okay? Because I'm going to rant on for another 15 minutes, and we're already an hour and a half in. Careful, so your no. wife's an Alabama fan. Yeah. Listen, yeah, that, doesn't that. Cha- that doesn't change the fact of how I feel about them, okay? You're just mad because so, they deserve it every any, year. Anyways, anyways. Trying to poke you right anyway. now. Get it out of you. I'm about to mute you. <laughs> number three, I have Auburn. Uh, number four, Texas A&M. Five, Mississippi State. Arkansas at six. Ole Miss at seven. Uh, in mine, I think you could... 
easily flip Arkansas and Ole Miss, and you could easily flip A and M and Mississippi State. Yeah. So, but my top three is definitely going to be LSU, Bama, Auburn in that order. I think those the three in the middle, the Auburn, A and M, Mississippi State, are all kind of they're all entertainable to me. But okay, so now our final thing, since of course we have a football game this Saturday. Florida against Miami in Orlando. Who you got? <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to end up going with Florida because I actually really do like Florida this year. Um, and Miss or not Mississippi State, Miami is kind of improving. They had a bad year last year, got a new coach, so it's kind of they're kind of in a low point, I would say. So, wait, so I would go Florida. Miami, the Miami got a new coach. Yeah, Mark Rick left, and so they promoted their defensive coordinator Manny Diaz to head coach. That was at, didn't they hire somebody else before that, and then he left? I don't think so. Something weird happened with Where it. I don't remember what he, he just retired. He just retired. He just retired. retired. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was about time. He did really good things at Georgia. He had an okay year at Miami. It's probably time to retire. <laughs> Courtney, who you got? I'm gonna have to go with Florida, just because. Um, with Miami doing that, having that new coach, which I didn't even know about. I guess we'll see. This first season for new coaches is kind of iffy, so I think Florida might win. And it's is Orlando. Where's Florida's campus at? Gainesville. Gainesville. Okay. I mean, Gaines, Gainesville is going to be closer to Orlando than Miami. Yeah. And Miami really doesn't have a big crowd, anyways. No. I I don't think I've ever met a Miami fan. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, I think Florida's gonna win. Not so fast, you guys. I'm going Miami. Okay. I was thinking about it all week, and here's why. Miami's defense was one of the best defenses in the country last year, and they return pretty much everybody. And their defensive co- coordinator is now the head coach. Defense is gonna be legit. I'm already not sold on Florida. And if Miami can just get a little something out of their offense this year, watch out for them and uh, being uh, competitive against Clemson. I'm picking Miami, so I want to be different from you guys. You so. always want to be different from everybody. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay that you want to be wrong this week. Listen, I'll be right, and you guys will be like, Cam, I should have just listened to you, man. <laughs> should have listened to you, Cam. Yeah. I'm so. so sorry. All right. Thank you guys for listening to our SEC West football preview. We have one more to go. Uh, next week, we will be previewing the rest of uh, college football with the conferences. We'll be doing – each one of us will probably pick a conference or two to preview, give you a champion. Uh, we'll do our playoff predictions, uh, Heisman predictions, and, and so forth. So be ready for that. And then we'll finally be able to pick a full slate Ooh. of football games, not just one game like this week. We'll be picking a full slate of games. Uh, next week. Yeah, so. preview the first Saturday, first real Saturday of college First football. Saturday of college football is coming up. So Can't wait to break that. down the Duke game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's how Bama's going to win by five weekend? touchdowns, so it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Huh? I'm going to be at the beach that weekend. You are? Yeah. I'm sorry. Love being at the beach and watching we're gonna be college move, football. We're going to be moving into our We're going to be moving. House. Yeah, we'll be moving really? that day. So. Wow. I think I got y'all beat then. 
It's okay. We we're get gonna, a house. We're gonna, we're gonna move, have a beach. We're gonna move our TV one day early. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're I'm getting we're getting our internet done on Friday, the Friday <laughs> before, and then moving in at least our TV. That way we can at least watch football while we're moving stuff. Yeah. So, so we're going to the beach with Becca's family, and I already told them that I will not be attending the beach on Saturday. <laughs> so I'll be sitting. <laughs> I'll be sure to text you. Okay. All day. Great. Thank you. All right. So again, thanks you guys for watching. This Podcast on the rise. It, Podcast on the Rise. This Podcast is Down to the, the Wire. Rise. Oh, also, shout out to Zach Davis with our new graphic yep. at uh, Venerate Imagery. If you need anybody taking pictures of you or need graphics made, go over to him. He has a Facebook page. Um, what is it? Venery Imaging. Venery Imagery. Is it Imagery? I think it's Imagery. I'm going to look it up real quick just so you know absolutely what it is. Venerate. Venerate Imagery. Okay. He's based in Montevallo. Um, hit him up. He did a great job with our logo. Really happy with it. So shout out Zach Davis. Again, need logos uh, or graphics done. He's got you. Um, so message him for um, pricing or if you need uh, just like some portraits or family pictures or uh, anything like that, he's got you covered too. He's a great guy. Really awesome to work with and he'll make you happy and do whatever he needs to do to do that. So um, hit him up if you need anything. Appreciate you, Zach. The logo looks awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's all I got. Thank you guys for watching. This is Down to the Wire. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Signing off. See you.